Welcome to the In The Clouds podcast. In The Clouds is a marketing cloud podcast powered by Lev, the most influential marketing-focused Salesforce consultancy in the world. Lev is customer experience obsessed, and podcast hosts Bobby Tishy and Cole Fisher have partnered with some of the world's most well-known brands to help them master meaningful one-on-one connections with their customers. In this podcast, they'll combine strategy and deep technical expertise to share best practices, how-tos, and real-life use cases and solutions for the world's top brands using Salesforce products today. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the In The Clouds podcast. This is Cole Fisher. With me, as always, Bobby Tishy, and today we have Nick Bergraff as well. We're going to be going through the June release highlights. So, Bobby, why don't you kick us off? Oh, I'm leaving. I didn't know Nick was going to join us. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Wait, in all seriousness, this is a in, all seriousness <laughs> in all seriousness though, seriousness though, Nick, thank you very little for joining us today. A couple of quick uh, highlights. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. A couple of quick highlights uh, around Salesforce CDP. So as Salesforce continues to build out their customer data platform offering, and one of the big things that they're focusing on is data and the availability of it, and also um, how quickly the cadence of getting it in there. So one of the cool things that came out in June, which I know we're a little behind in releasing this, it's Cole's fault, is uh, the sales service marketing loyalty interaction studio data streams. So what that means is there's now a productized connector into sales cloud, service cloud, marketing cloud, loyalty cloud, and interaction studio directly into CDP. So as you're starting to build out that data model and connect all these different pieces of data, those are productized connectors. So you no longer need a middleware or any kind of integration mechanism other than CDP and those clouds themselves, which is a big value add. And then the Interaction Studio is the one to really call out here because of all the different elements within within Interaction Studio that are available within that data stream. Um, which includes user data. So anything that you do um, on the site um, based on however you've built out in Solution Interaction Studio, along with order, cart, catalog, events as well. So a lot of rich data that'll be coming in um, from Interaction Studio specifically directly into CDP now. I do take complete responsibility for our timing of this, but in my defense, though, it feels like all these updates with like CDP, Interaction Studio, Data on the Market, like, there's so much going on. It all feels iterative. So like the June release just kind of feels like uh, kind of a random stop spot where they're like, oh, here's everything that's happened thus far. And some of these are, are still being rolled out. So I don't feel like we're that far behind. Um, but I, Do you I'll, think I'll, if we did the next podcast, we just renamed it the July release highlights, it'd be about the same? It'd be close. I mean, some of the Datarama uh, CDP updates were, happened through July. So, I mean, that, that could be legitimate. I don't know if Salesforce would agree, but necessarily. Um, but a couple of um, updates in Datarama as well. So Datarama reports from Marketing Cloud Advanced. Um, this is for email, mobile, and journey builder. And so there are new features available in Datarama reports within uh, corporate and enterprise instances of Marketing Cloud. Uh, so you can access directly with drag and drop creation or updates to current dashboards in the Marketing Cloud UI and create custom up, uh, KPIs there. Um, and if you want to get really granular with the data uh, on email, mobile, or journeys, you can actually get into um, custom or pre-built queries uh, within the, the data lake itself. So 
Uh, on top of that, they've actually got four pre-built apps. Um, one is for like sales cloud marketing insights. And so this is paid marketing uh, to sales cloud connection. Um, then there's email to web conversions. And I think that's uh, with Google Analytics. I don't know if it's working with any other analytics platforms right now. I know it's working with Google Analytics, uh, but it actually shows you in, in, like in the actual dashboard itself, it shows you the the funnel of conversion rate from the actual emails, webs, and you know all, uh, web landing, and then uh, conversion rate all the way through um, your, your GA data. So that's pretty cool. And then there's also um, audience insights for Ad Studio, and then cross-channel marketing insights, which is just for like paid campaigns across all the major channels. Um, and then actually also with Datarama, they have a, a connector now with Salesforce CDP. So this is the out-of-the-box uh, app in Datarama that combines CDP and cross-channel data, uh, basically to de decrease time to uh, reporting and insights. So it lives in the Datarama marketplace, uh, and you can actually authenticate directly into CDP from your Datarama instance. And uh, once you do, there's three out-of-the-box features uh, that provide uh, predefined insights for uh, one, demographics, two, engagement levels, and then three, conversions. Um, and then as well, you can also uh, have the ability to use calculated insights already defined uh, in CDP. But this is something, like I said, was June as well as a July release. So not all of it came out in June. So I feel like we're, you know, timing wise, we're still pretty legitimate with this. I feel like that's all built on like that multi-touch attribution model that they released a little bit earlier this, this year too, right, Cole? Uh, well, a lot of it too is like like segmentation and mm -hmm. like how segments are converting, what the efficiency for certain marketing campaigns, basically everything you wanted to do in Datarama right off the bat, but now directly um, directly as it relates to your data in CDP. So the way I see it, uh, the, the whole list of June releases, if you kind of tie them all back, it's a lot of data integration and data layer stuff. Um, a couple of the the ones that I'm going to call out here is um, we already talked about this this idea of Datarama Insights with an advertising studio. That's pretty brand new. Um, but then there's this so talking about Ad Studio. Finally, drum roll, the Snapchat advertising studio integration is is released. So this is something that's been talked about probably for about a year, um, wanting to get those ad channels integrated and then with with snapchat it's takes time with all of these so it's finally there that brings up the full list to snapchat facebook twitter google linkedin pinterest am i missing any i don't think so so kind of social studio but not really um but just another earmark on this whole integration and data layer stuff. And then the last one, which is totally unrelated, in my opinion, is some updates to Einstein within Marketing Cloud. And you can use a new module within it that is a performance tester for subject lines. And this seems like, I mean, there's, you know, these are a dime a dozen when you just go into subject line testing and getting feedback on like a Google or whatever. But the value that this one brings that I think is, is pretty cool actually is that you're tapping into an entire data set on the backend system of Salesforce that is gigantic as far as what, what Einstein is doing is saying, hey, based on what we've seen other customers do in this black box, this is how we think the subject line you just provided us will perform based on 
your data and open rates over the course of time and what you've been doing in your own marketing cloud instance, but also tying back to this black box of thousands and thousands and millions and millions of other campaigns that have gone out that have subject lines that include these words and these words and it's algorithmic. So um, I think that'll be something super fun for any company to start toying around with to see, okay, how smart is Einstein? If Einstein said it was a 19% open rate, was it actually, where's like the, um, the plus or the minus on Einstein? Check it out. Nick, are you on Snapchat? I used to be, I deleted it because um, I think it got super spammy. Cole, are you big on the Snapchats? I am not on Snapchat. Yeah. Bobby, are you on it? No. I got on it for a little bit and then all I would watch was like funny dog videos and like <laughs> next thing you know I'd be on there for like 45 minutes and then Nick got on you're like I'm out of here yeah I can't I can't be associated with Nick is he still on this podcast <laughs> no 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 he, he, I think he's I, <laughs> still here <laughs> oh hey Nick hey um let's uh, move on to completely unrelated So what are some of the worst colloquialisms, the worst like overused uh, terms, phrases, you know, business idioms that like just get drilled into the ground that you refuse to use or try not to use? Well, that's a great question, Cole. I think we should take this offline, see if there are any synergies that we could get <laughs> from double clicking into this a little bit more. <laughs> Good point. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It is what it is. Uh, those are <laughs> those are my two big bugaboos. Like you know, so well, you know, it is what it is. Like I know it's what it is. Like that that, that tells me nothing. Uh, <laughs> that that gives me no more information. Um, or the I'm not gonna lie. I think it must have been like 15 years ago. You know, somebody popularized I'm not gonna lie, and now every time I hear it, I'll I'll just like interject. Like, hey, thanks for not lying. Should I, should I just, should I assume if you don't preface, preface with, I'm not going to lie, that this is just a blatant, a bold-faced lie here? I think my, one of my favorites too, and I'm guilty of this, is repeating the answer someone just told me so that I can buy myself more time before I have to start talking again. <laughs> well, like, so, so you're saying that the sky is blue. <laughs> well, I think one of the new ones that came out with going fully digital is bio break and I, I, does that fall into a colloquialism cole i don't know but i'm i'm bothered by it biological break i like that so pc i know I'm what you're doing <laughs> how about uh give me five minutes i've been on back-to-backs oh no you just say like hey give me five minutes but like they want you to know they've been on calls all day like guys i'm real busy most of the calls were probably like this one <laughs> <laughs> full of purpose and getting things done <laughs> any other ones part oh parking lots a good one mm. i feel like that's one of your favorites though bobby like secretly 
Like this is too big of a topic. Let's put it in the parking lot because I don't I don't want to address it right now. Whenever I say that, I basically mean let's not talk about it ever again. That kind of a parking lot. Um, I think the other one, did we talk about this one? Double click. Oh goodness. The problem is, Nick, you say that all the time. You just yeah, but I always don't. preface it with I hate I hate to say it, but let's double click on that. <laughs> that makes it even worse because you're taking the time <laughs> to outline that you don't like this phrase and yet you're still saying the phrase. I'm looking for other options if you guys have any. One thing recently uh, that my wife pointed out to me that I started saying a lot was for lack of a better term, you got to get it to the thoris. Instead of just saying, you know, hey, this seems, for lack of a better term, a little confusing. Why don't you just say this seems a little confusing? Can everyone see my screen? <laughs> Can you guys oh. hear me okay? <laughs> oh, what are some other ones that have come up since uh, COVID? Um, sorry, I was on mute, but that one's overdone. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's a good one. The virtual backgrounds have been interesting. I think at least half of them were beaches. And then you say, oh, I like your background. That's where I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to see one of just flames in the background and somebody's like, yeah, I'm in hell right now. <laughs> uh, it'd be great. You know what we should do is we should create one that's like your calendar and it just shows back-to-back -back meetings all day. <laughs> <laughs> I was on one the other day and, and uh, somebody had a, an actual background of like the ocean or anything like that. So we, oh, is that a virtual background? They're like, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, at a condo on the beach. And like everybody got really quiet and shameful because like, you know, they traveled somewhere nice and we're all stuck in our, you know, our offices at home. Do you think this is the worst podcast we've done? Uh, I feel like they're all tied. Bobby, why don't you wrap it up for us? Thanks for listening to In the Clouds podcast brought to you by Lev. You can always reach out to us at inthecouds at levdigital.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you, we've given you at least a little bit of content or entertainment. We'll talk at you soon. Mm -hmm.